0: Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Bert. I'm the lead pastor at True North Community Church. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. I'm going to have a little something to say to you at the end, but for now, let's dive in. All right, week one in a brand new series of messages called Recalculating, and we're going to be talking about about what happens when you get off track, about what happens when you get a little little lost and need to get back on track. That's kind of where we're headed. Now, I don't know... uh, I don't know how many of you guys are going to be able to relate to this, but I've been struggling lately with a bit of a, I have a, I have a love-hate relationship with my phone. Can anybody relate to that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, love-hate, okay, yeah, more, more at the 1130. Um, more, the 10 o'clock was like, no, I love my phone. <laughs> and if you're like under 30, I understand. You're like, my phone? I could never be without my phone. What do you mean love-hate? It's only love. I love, 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 love my phone. I understand, I get it. I just didn't grow up in that. Era. so I have a love hate relationship with my phone. In fact, I secretly think my phone might be trying to kill me. So I have. <laughs> How many of you saw the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey? Everybody remember? Yeah, 2000. Remember Hal from 2000. Hal, if you didn't see the movie, Hal was a computer, like a, a supercomputer that was operating a rocket ship, an astronaut's trip, and, and they basically, the computer sprung a wire and, and, uh, and became murderous in its intent. And right now, when, you, when I open my phone, the background screen is how, because I, once in a while I like to remember, like when I open this device, this thing is actually not my friend. So, uh, a couple, of, and I know I sound crazy. I, some of you are like, he's, he's, he's lost his mind. I have, but not for that reason. So, a couple of years ago, you know, in fact, right around this time last year, I actually gave serious thought to going back to a flip phone. As crazy as that may sound to some of you, I just thought, I really, in an honest thought, I was like, you know, my life might be better without this stupid thing. Like, I, all the pings and buzzes and and interruptions to my day, like, it's hard to focus. I can't concentrate on anything. And because my mind was, at that point, as addicted as everyone else is to social media, I was constantly looking for that dopamine hit, so I'm always swiping and looking. and 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 it was hard to focus, and I kind of thought to myself, maybe... I'll be a happier person, maybe I'll be a better pastor, maybe just it'd be all around good for me to not have this, and I gave serious thought to going backwards in time to having a flip phone. Now, I'm aware that some of you guys have flip phones, I'm not trying to make fun, but I, 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 I tried to get there, and there was one big thing that prevented it from happening, and it was GPS. I rely on GPS to get me everywhere, and yes, I'm aware they have little devices you can stick on your dashboard. But those things don't update, and they don't. They, when things change, uh, they, and they they don't they can't dynamically reroute you around traffic the way uh, Waze does, for example. So uh, it was it was GPS that kept me married to my phone. Now, before GPS, we had to write directions down on paper. Now, if you're a kid, I understand this. If you if you if you're younger, this is going to sound crazy to you. But that was the deal. When, we were, when, we, when I was a kid, when I was younger, when I first got my driver's license, the idea of a device that had a chip in it that would be monitored by a system of satellites that could geolocate me anywhere on the planet, that sounded like science fiction. So that was a crazy thing. To us, when we wanted to go somewhere, if I, like if I needed to get directions to your house, I would have to call you and say, listen, I need directions. And, and I would call you, and then you'd pick up your phone, and I'd tuck the cradle under my ear like this, and there'd be a little curly wire that went down to the phone, and the phone was either harvest gold or avocado green. <laughs> and uh, I'd, 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 I'd put the cradle under here on the phone, and I'd, I'd write it down on a, a napkin or a piece of paper or whatever, and whatever you told me went down on the napkin, and that napkin or that piece of paper was my GPS. That was how I had to navigate. Now... When that happens, you know, if you, you, I understand, like, seriously, if you're young, it's hard to imagine this, but that was how it was. Now, when you are writing down information on directions from someone and then trying to follow those directions to get to some place, a lot can go wrong, right? A lot can go wrong. Uh, a lot of things can go wrong. You might forget to tell me a piece of the directions. You might tell me to turn right when I should turn left. Maybe you got distracted while you were talking to me. You might be giving me directions to a landmark that is no longer there. Uh, there, There's any number of reasons why, why the directions themselves might be wrong. And there's any number of reasons why I might miss a step and get distracted and not follow the directions properly. Any one of these things, which happened a lot, leads to you and me getting lost. Now, because of GPS today, it's almost impossible for people to get lost. Nobody gets lost unless it's on purpose, you know. And sometimes you want, oh, no, this is okay. Like, it's a good idea. I'm a big believer in exploration. Sometimes it's fun to just turn the GPS off and drive around and find a neighborhood you've never been to and look at a place you've never been to. And there's a lot of cool stuff on Long Island to see. I'm a fan of that. But you know and I know that if you ever really need to get someplace, you can flip the thing back on and get back on track. And when it does, when, when the GPS wants to get you back on track, it says something. It says recalculating recalculating like you made a wrong turn it's cool i forgive you we're but we're going to get you back on track now we're going to spin this thing up and we're going to reroute you so you can get back to where you wanted to go anybody here ever gotten themselves in trouble because they thought they knew better than the gps oh yeah a lot of you guys yeah yeah you've done this (coughs) <coughs> right? You, you know, GPS says, oh yeah, get off here and drive on the service road. And you think, that's stupid. The service road has traffic lights. <laughs> and then the, par- the, the, the expressway turns into a parking lot and you're like, what was I doing? Why didn't I obey the thing? Why didn't I listen to the thing? Why didn't I, thought th- why did I think that I knew better? I, I actually think GPS would be more effective if the recalculating prompts grew increasingly sarcastic with each recalculation. Seriously, like it was like, you know, you know three, three times in, would it be great if it was just like recalculating again? You know, maybe you'll trust me this time. Uh, I have a network of satellites that sees the entire dang planet. Uh, I can see more than you. I know what I'm doing. You know, and, and here's me, like, I know better, stupid GPS. So, recalculating means you're getting yourself back on track. Before you had that ability, you would just get lost. Now, Understand this. When you're following directions, if you make one wrong turn, you're done. You make one wrong turn, every turn you make after that is a, is a bad one. Did you follow that? You make one wrong turn, and you, you still keep thinking you're following directions. You're just, it just gets worse from there. And, and, and here's, here's an interesting, interesting dichotomy. Perhaps you never thought of this. Being lost is very different than getting lost. Being lost is a state of being that doesn't come to exist until you realize that it's there. In other words, you're not really lost to you. You don't perceive yourself to be lost until you perceive yourself to be lost. You never go, I'm lost. You just start going, well, this doesn't feel right. Do you remember this? Guys, people my age, remember this, right? Remember the feeling. You're driving. And, and, and somewhere in the back of your mind, there's a splinter of doubt. I don't know. I'm going to keep driving. And then later, it grows. And, and, and it starts to hurt. And you go, hmm, something doesn't feel right. This just, mm, this doesn't feel right. Now, you, for, for men, this is all done in the inside voice. You never say this out loud. No, 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 no. You don't say that out loud. What you do instead is speed up. <laughs> as soon as you feel, I don't know why it happens. It happens like clockwork every time. If you don't know where you are and you start to feel, hey, something, you get that feeling, oh, something doesn't feel right. This doesn't, <sighs> you speed up. You never talk about it. And then if it gets worse, it gets worse, and it gets worse, and you really don't know where you are, you feel compelled for some reason to turn the radio down. doesn't help, but you try. <laughs> turn the radio down, Focus. Is everything okay, honey? Everything's fine. No, we're good. I know. I know we're good. What's happening is, here's what's happening. You're already lost. You just don't know it yet. You suspect. Oh, he said to turn right at the second 7-Eleven, but there were three 7-Elevens. There was no right turn after the second se- I don't know what to like and, and now now you're questioning the you're questioning the directions. You think the guy that gave you the directions is an idiot, and so now you're mad at him. And and meanwhile, it could have been that you got distracted, it could be any number of reasons. The point is, you are now finally coming to the realization that you're no longer getting lost. You are in fact lost, and when you come to that realization, you understand that any mile you proceed in the direction of your, of your current trajectory is a mile in the wrong direction. You have to do some recalculating, you've got to get yourself back on track. Now, when you are lost, what's the best thing that you can do? Well, it's the one thing that men will never do. <laughs> Ask for directions! Of course, they're not going to ask for directions. We're scared. We have to turn in our man card if we ask for directions. <laughs> so instead, we we make you do it. We you know somebody else does it, or we figure it out. We turn around and we, we retrace our steps. We we find a way to figure. And that's just how it was, back in the day. But man, there's it's getting lost is a terrible feeling. It's an awful feeling. I actually had this feeling last summer. Been a long time for me. I was invited to a pastor's retreat. In Montana, great. Our church belongs to an organization called Orchard Group. Orchard Group plants churches in different parts of the country, in different parts of the world, and they had a gathering, and they invited all the Orchard Group pastors to come to Montana for a week. We spent some time away at a retreat. It was fantastic. But to get to Montana, it's a little tricky. Like, it's, you got to take a couple of different planes to get to where we were. No direct flights, yeah? So that means when you're coming home, if you want to get home at a decent hour, you got to leave real early. So I had a 7 a.m. flight out of Billings. And you would get a 7 a.m. flight. You really want to get there at 6 or quarter to 6. And I was 90 minutes away from Billings. So I'm getting up in the middle of the night. I'm like 4 o'clock in the morning, something like that. I get up, and uh, I got my, I plug, head to the car, plug my ways in, and get five minutes off the, off the ranch where we were and lose all signal. So it's the middle of the night. I got to catch a plane, and I got no GPS, brother it had been a long long and 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 did you know that gps requires cell phone signal i didn't know that that was new <laughs> so i'm out here and I, I i the thing goes blank and i get to my next turn and i don't know which way to turn and i just i pulled the car over it's dark i'm out there with the cows and I'm like, I, I don't know which way to go. And, and you're, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but this is how my twisted mind works. I'm there and I'm thinking, this is gonna be a good sermon illustration someday. <laughs> and it is. So now um, and, and what I ended up doing was I got out of the car, I seriously stepped out of the car, and I, went, I knew, I had enough sense to know I was east of where Billings was, so I needed to head west. I saw a part of the sky that looked lighter than the other part of the sky, and, and, and my superior de- powers of deduction told me that that was where the sun was coming. <laughs> and I just drove away from it until I found the interstate. And that, I mean, but I mean, it was, I was rolling the dice. I had no idea where I was. I was lost, and I needed to get back on track. Have you ever felt lost and needing to get back on track, and now I'm no longer talking about being behind the wheel of your car? You can be lost in lots of different areas of your life. You could be lost morally. You could be doing all kinds of crazy things morally. Uh, You could be lost academically. You could be lost professionally within your career. Uh, You could certainly be lost physically. You can be lost spiritually. And you can be lost financially. It's possible to to, to be lost financially. And when you're lost financially, what needs to happen is we've got to do a little recalculating to get back on track. Now, what does it mean to be lost financially? Let's talk about that for a second. Does anybody remember Jeff Foxworthy? Comedian named Jeff Foxworthy. He, had, he, he was most famous for a series of jokes that began with the phrase, you might be a redneck. Anybody remember this? Am I the only one? You might be a redneck. For example... This is, it's out to tell. If, if you think you might be a redneck but you're not sure, here's how to tell. If you have more than five shirts with the sleeves cut off, you might be a redneck. If you've ever cut your grass and found a car in there, <laughs> might be a redneck. If your home is mobile and your car is not, You might be a redneck. So he did a bunch of... And very funny, very funny. So how how do I know? Like, what do you mean lost financially? How do I know? Here's how to tell if you're lost financially. Not that any one of these things is the gold standard, but here's a maybe list. If you spend more than you make a year, in a given year, if you spend more than you earn, you might be lost financially. If you don't know if you spend more than you earn in a given year you might be lost financially if you think making the minimum payment due on your credit card is a way of life you might be lost financially if you think making the minimum payment due on your credit card is a good financial plan dare I say you might be lost financially if your Making financial decisions that you hope your spouse never finds out about, you might be lost financially. And finally, if you're making financial decisions that you hope the IRS never finds out about, (laughs) you might be lost financially. Now, why are we talking about this? I mean, there's got to be at least one or two of you here like, I didn't come here for a financial seminar. What is this about? Here's the deal. I don't know if you knew this. Jesus Christ, in his teachings, as he delivered parables and as he delivered sermons, he talked about money and the things that money can buy more than faith, prayer, heaven, and hell combined. He was constantly talking about money and how we handle it. Now, if you're nervous, some of you here, surely there's a couple people in the room, you're on the newer side, and you know and you're like oh here we go here comes a sucker punch this is when they pass the hat this is when they tell you god needs you god's depending on you god you know and and, and there's going to be an ask they're going to put the arm on me and i get it because if you're new to church or newer to church there's a little voice in the back of your head that tells you that every every church is crooked and every preacher's out to get into your wallet did you know That Jesus, in his time on the earth, as far as we can tell in the New Testament, he never once took an offering. Jesus never passed the hat one time. Not ever. Never happened. He talked about finances a lot. He never asked for money. There was one instance where he did a thing. Somebody asked him about taxes. He did a trick with a coin and a fish. And as far as we could tell, he gave the coin back. That's it. That's all there was. He never took an offering. So what you can deduce from that is the following. Jesus wasn't trying to get people's money. He was trying to keep people's money from getting them. Jesus wasn't trying to get people's money. He was trying to keep people's money from getting them. God doesn't need anything from you. God doesn't need your money. He just doesn't. Now, so you go ahead and write that down. Preachers don't say that that often. God doesn't need your money. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You follow me? Like, if God had any kind of a need, which he doesn't, he wouldn't be coming to me. God has never come to me in the night and going, Bert, could you loan me ten bucks? It doesn't work like that. This is a deep cut. This is from the book of Chronicles. This is from the Old Testament. First Chronicles, chapter 29. Yours, O Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Everything in heaven and earth is his. He doesn't need a thing from you. If you've ever heard a message, and some of you have, where there's a guy up here wearing a microphone or talking to you in the TV or whatever, and he's saying, God's counting on you, and you have to come through to deliver because God needs you. That, that is nonsense, and you're being manipulated. That's where it is. That's what the scriptures teach. So if Jesus doesn't want to get people's money... And he just wants to keep people's money from getting to them. Here's another way of saying that. And this applies to our church. Jesus didn't want something from people. He wanted something for people. And that's where I'm at. I know if you're new, you don't know me. You don't have any reason to trust me. I get it. But here's my story. If if True North is your church, then I'm your pastor, and I love you, and I care about you, and I want for you to experience something. I want something for you. What do I want for you? I want for you to experience God's faithfulness when it comes to your finances. Now, is generosity a part of the life of every believer? Yeah, it's supposed to be. But Jesus says so much. Jesus talks a lot more about how we handle the other 90%. You follow? I want for you to experience God's faithfulness. I want for you to experience financial freedom. Wouldn't that be nice? Financial freedom. Now, financial freedom doesn't mean independently wealthy. Financial freedom doesn't mean umbrella drinks and golf all day. That's nice for a vacation, but it would get old quick. Financial freedom means if you want to be generous, you're free to do that. And you operate within your means and you honor God with some of it. And the rest of it, you enjoy like crazy. Here's another way to say it I want for you to experience contentment and gratitude. I want for you to experience contentment and gratitude. So much of where we get off track, so much, (coughs) excuse me, of where we get off base. Is when our need for more and more and more takes the wheel to experience contentment and gratitude for all of the many blessings that are in your life. Anybody remember Staples used to have this uh, the, the business supply store that used to have they used to have a little advertisement with a button, a red button it said that was easy and remember that commercial If I had a red button, a little red button that if you pushed the button, you would be Instantly content with your life. Like you push this button, you're walking through the mall now going, "I don't need any new clothes. I'm wearing last year's fashions, and I'm happy." Or if you're like me, you're like, "I've been wearing the same thing for 20 years, and the classics never get old, baby." <laughs> you're walking through the mall. If you push that button, you're content. You're walking through the mall and you walk past the Apple store and you you know, like, you know what? My iPhone is three generations old and it works just fine. I stopped updating the software so it won't slow down on me. I'm good. It's trying to kill me, but I'm okay. You drove to the mall in your car and it's six or seven or even eight or nine years old, and you know what? It works just fine, and you're happy. You love it. You're grateful for it. You're glad that you have a. You're not. You're not at the red light going. This car's terrible. I'm looking. You know, like you're. You you, you walk into somebody else's house. And you don't instantly, you don't instantly go, oh, I think we need a new kitchen. <laughs> you walk into somebody else's house and you're not going, oh, look at that crown molding. Oh. <laughs> Your kitchen's fine. Your crown molding or lack thereof is fine. I want for if you had that button, would you push it? If I could give you that button, would you push it? Yeah. Oh, here's interesting. A bunch of people are like, I don't know. Is this a trick question? Yeah, no, <laughs> you'd push it. And then you'd drag your spouse up and you'd make them push it. And then you'd drag your kids up and you'd make them push it. Because that's a better way to live. And you know it. Grateful. Full of gratitude. Remembering that all this stuff you've got, it's a blessing. That God has blessed you once in a while. It's good to do a little recalculating. Like a little, whoa, we got off track here. We're kind of way out in the woods. We're out in the countryside. We might want to get back to where we're aiming at. And, and some of you are here, and you're like, financially speaking, you are not where you intended to go. You know where you started, and you know you where you were hoping to get to, and you are nowhere near there. But you know what you've been doing? Driving faster and ignoring the signs. it's time you stopped to get some directions. As we look to the scriptures, we see this stuff. And you know what the beauty of this is? This is true for you guys who are new. You don't even have to be a believer for this stuff to work. Be an atheist, you could believe in some other faith. It doesn't matter. The, The financial advice that we find in the scriptures is just good. It's like it works for you no matter what you believe about all the other stuff. I want for you to experience that to live in contentment to rejoice in all of the things that you already have so that if you want to help somebody someday i think that's a that's a tough thing there's a lot of you guys out there i know i know cuz you've told me oh like i would love to be the one that writes the big check i'd love to i'd love to hook up families in riverhead with 3000 diapers i'd love to be the one that you know i'd love to be the one that comes through and and, and delivers things like that but you can't because you're pinned down by the choices you've made. It's time for us to do a little recalculating, to get our head right, get back on track, and see what the scriptures really say about how we ought to live. And I promise you, I promise you, if you take these steps, you won't regret it. You will not. And I promise you something else. In the coming weeks, if you feel some sort of pressure to give to this church, I'll tell you right now, go give the money away someplace else. Give it away someplace else. Plenty of charities. Go find something you do believe in. If you, if you have your doubts about us, that's okay. I get that. But practice this. Put this stuff into practice and watch what God does as we together do a little recalculating and get ourselves back on track. That's what I want for my life. And, and I, Listen, it's your choice. It's your, it's your life. But that's what I want for you because I know being lost is terrible. And if you're lost financially, it affects every other area of your life. God talks about this because how we handle our money is a spiritual issue. It's not just business. it has to do with our heart and our soul. Before next Sunday, ponder this for the next six days, seven days till next week track if you if you're looking to get back on track with your with, in this area of your life, track your spending keep track of what you spend and t- pay attention to where it's going it's going to give you some hints about where to go next and we're going to pick it up right from there next week for part 2 let's pray <laughs> father we love you and we're glad to, to 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 be able to pull the car over and do a little check check the map check where we are father we all get confused we all get distracted, we take wrong turns, we make bad decisions, and some of us, Father, have ended up lost with regard to this really important area of our life. Father, we want to live the way you're calling us to live. We want to live grateful. We want to be overwhelmed with gratitude and thankfulness for all the stuff we have, content in all the many ways that you've blessed us. Help us, Father, to do as you're calling us to do, to live within our means. Guide us, Father, in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks once again for taking the time to listen. It's an honor to have you with us. If you'd like to support our church financially and help us continue to put this content out there for free, that would be a really big deal to us. We're completely supported by the contributions of the people that come to our church. And if you'd like to help, you can do that online at truenorthchurch.net slash give or You can do it with a text message. Just text the word TRUE NORTH to 77977 on your cell phone, and you'll get a prompt leading you through how to do that. Thanks again for dialing in. See you soon. Bye-bye.